Well, uh, I'd like to welcome today's guest, Point of Rentals Director of Sales in the Amer Amir Amer region in the, in the Americas. Uh, it's it's Andy Clark. Andy, welcome to the front porch. Oh, thanks. Glad to be here. I think. <laughs> Welcome to The Front Porch with Brian Beaudry. What do you say your title is when people ask? Because I can't imagine what I just said uh, going over very well with anyone. Uh, I just either say I'm the sales manager uh, or the sales director over the Americas. Okay. So, all right. Amer just doesn't roll off the tongue very well. So. No, it. all the other ones have like they're an actual, you know, a contraction or, a, you know, a set of yeah. set of letters. Yeah, APAC. That, yeah. It's like Emia. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah, maybe Emia is not the yeah, greatest I, either. I don't know. I go with Emia. So yeah, Emia. I, I don't know. Yeah. Thing. Apex right. got the best, coolest name for sure. Exactly. It's definitely <laughs> a very clear one. Okay. So let's, let's start with the basics. Uh, who are you? Where are you from? And since you're leading our sales team, uh, we need to lean into the sales stereotypes and uh, sell me this base, point of rental baseball cap. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I, I'll back up to the, the first question. So, as you said, uh, Andy Clark, uh, sales director over the Americas. Uh, what was the next question? Where am I from? <laughs> yes, where are you from? Um, I'm from here, from Arlington. I uh, was born in Arlington. I did uh, move away from Arlington for four years during high school, about 20 minutes down the road into Grand Prairie, next town over. Ooh, that uh, was so a lot first, of- <laughs> Yeah, it's the first I've ever lived uh, away from Arlington. Uh, graduated, turned 18, moved out of the house, Right back to Arlington, been here ever since. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Yeah. And then, uh, what was it? Sell you this hat? The, yeah, the baseball cap. There's so many things you could sell me right here. The sell me this pen moment, is that what this exactly. is? Exactly. But I didn't want to do the pen because, I mean, everyone loves our, our pen. That's very popular. That's, that's easy shows. to sell. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I'll follow some of our uh, our uh, sales process. Okay. Um, so, so, Brian, you know, I talk to a lot of people. They wake up on the wrong side of the bed every morning. You know, they just, uh, they can't get it together. They, they know they're having a bad hair day. I, I don't suppose that ever happens to you. Yeah, this is, I, I realize I'm giving you a, a pretty good in right here because, yeah, I was thinking earlier today, my hair not, not doing so great today. I mean, I wasn't going to say anything, <laughs> but, I mean, it looks like you could use a hat. <laughs> let's, let's go with that. that that's fair. I, I could. Um, but, but why should I use the point of rental hat? What's, what's unique about this one? Well, I mean, you want to represent, right? That's true. I do. Yeah. I do have all this point of rental stuff around here. So. Yeah. I mean, look where you are. You wouldn't come in here with a Texada hat now, would you? That's so let's true. just let's just be realistic with each other here. Okay. <laughs> well, I think that was kind of an easy one because I am kind of, uh, I don't know, I'm very in the market for this. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were asking me the other day about where I got that that hat. Yep, that's true. Awesome. Okay, let's go back into your job history and, and your job present. Uh, what did you want to be when you were a kid whenever you remember first having like an answer to the question, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> I don't even – I have no idea. So, you know, little kids, you know, they all want to be astronauts, police, firemen. Or all of them at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Superheroes, basically. Uh, you know, I think if you had asked me whenever I could have actually thought about it whenever I was – a dumb kid in high school, I probably would have said that, you know, I wanted to be a pro rodeo cowboy or something like that. You know, that was kind of, did you ever like actually do rodeo? I, I I did do rodeo in high school. Yeah. Um, so I was on the, the, 
uh, the North Texas High School Rodeo Association. Yeah, so I thought that was awesome. Chicks dig it. I mean, it sounds pretty thing. cool. Wait, what? I this is something I didn't know about at all. So what? What were you doing in the rodeo? Like, uh, I rode bulls. Okay, for a time there in the rodeo until I <laughs> until I didn't anymore. <laughs> Did a bull win one that that you were just like, nope. Yeah, they won most of them, to be quite honest with you. Even when you come out successful on that, you still feel like you've been in a car accident. So, yeah, they won most of them. Finally, won too many trips to the hospital. Okay. We quit that. I wasn't any good. I can tell you that right now. You know, but yeah, it, what, when you're a high school kid, it definitely accomplishes the goal. I can tell you that. It was fun. I had a, a great time doing it. But, yeah, I wasn't very good at it. What What was the name of the last bull you rode? Or do you, do you remember? Is that something that? I, I'm not a rodeo expert, but I feel like you would remember the name I, of the bull that ends I actually career. haven't thought about it in over 20 years, obviously, but I want to say that it was number four, I think was the name <laughs> of this bull. Uh, I remember specifically that most of the times uh, they would cut the bull's horns mm-hmm. so that if you did get gored, it would be more like a, you know, a punch to the ribs and not a puncture to the lung, yeah. uh, so to speak. And so... Uh, I remember getting on it first time my dad ever showed up because he disapproved of it. Um, and, and, uh, and this was the bull that I drew. And so I got on it and, uh, they had not cut the horns. So they were just, they looked like, (laughs) Oh wow. They looked sharp. Uh, so I, but you know, got to do what you got to do. Um, so I got on, uh, and we had a good, we had a good ride and, uh, I ended up getting thrown off, but my hand didn't come out. So I got hung up on him, stepped on a bunch of times, last trip to the hospital type of thing, you know? So that's definitely like a, uh, if, if dad's disapproving, <laughs> that's definitely a, yeah. See son. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's pretty much how it went too. So did I tell you or did I tell you? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was like that. You know, my parents told me I had to. I, I was done. I wasn't going to do it anymore. And all my buddies were over, and I was just threw a fit. You know, oh, this is ridiculous, and that. They left, and I was like, I'm good with it. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> my mom loves telling that story today. <laughs> it's one of those where you're like protesting in front of them, but you're like, thank you. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I, I was done with it. It, it. You know, I realized when you know when this doesn't. This is not a good fit. <laughs> you know, so that hurt. So I'm done. <laughs> All right, so what did you end up doing out of school? I I assume since, you know, getting stomped almost out by by a bull, that causes you to give up on that dream. So, yeah, that dream died right there. <laughs> so so yeah. job-wise, what did you end up doing out of school? Uh, I I mean, I I I did I tried college. <laughs> I did that for uh, you know, a couple of years. I was going to get my associate's degree, then I was going to go, you know, transfer that uh, from a community college to a four-year, you know, get my bachelor's. Yeah. Um, but I just didn't like it. I can't stand school. So, um, that didn't pan out. In fact, I, I dropped out of that in the middle of a semester of the last class that I needed to actually get the associate's degree. And, you know, I had the old, the, the old, I'll take a year off and then go back. Uh, and yeah, I, maybe I should still do that. I don't know, but I never did. I was going to say, I f- feel like you could just finish that one credit. You'd I, I don't know. I'm sure that the, the criteria has changed yeah. now and I have to start over or something. But, yeah, now I'm not interested in it. You know, it's just not for me, and I didn't do that. So I just worked some jobs, you know, uh, off and on, some construction-type fields, learned a lot of great stuff. Um, 
you know, um, and then, you know, just making ends meet, right. Paying the, yeah. paying the bills for the apartment complex type of thing. Um, then I decided to, uh, uh, go work at the family business as an outside sales rep for what I thought was a pretty large territory. It's nothing compared to the territories that the reps have had over the years at point of rental. But now that you can, now that you're over the entire Americas, I fi- figure it's <laughs> That's a pretty not. big territory, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, but I did that and I, I realized that I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed, you know, sales, the relationships. It was a totally different type of sale than what yeah. we do here. You know, they, uh, my family owned a packaging manufacturer. Uh, so I was a, okay. a manufacturer's rep, uh, basically. Um, so when you say packaging, are you talking about like customized packaging or just like generic cardboard boxes or, or what's packaging actually in, in this uh, situation? They made, uh, Two, two specific things. They made paper tubes and cores. Okay. Uh, so a very small example of that would be, you know, the paper towel, toilet paper, little paper core. Ah, my, my daughter's favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Kids love them. Um, all the way up to huge cores on, you know, for, for large, um, you know, manufacturing, like roofing shingles, things like that, cores that are, you know, an inch thick, 12 feet long, 12 inches in diameter, you know, truckloads and things like that. And so they also made uh, paper corner protectors, you know, that you see oh, yeah. see on pallets, Yes, you know. <laughs> um, so they actually still own the company. My wife still works there, um, you know, it, here in Arlington. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you can't can't leave Arlington, apparently. That's, that's yeah, we're, rule. you know, that is the one thing I'll say. I, I want to get out of Arlington as quickly <laughs> as possible, you know. So uh, my, my last... Uh, uh, kid in public school graduated just uh last week nice so now i'm kind of free to do oh thanks i'm kind of free to do what i want to do now so we'll see what happens we'll see what happens now you've come all the way to the office in fort worth (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) 25 minutes (laughs) yeah okay um hmm. we already kind of got into some of the career highlights before this so did you go straight from working at, at your your family business to Point of rental, or was there anywhere between there? No, um, I I wanted to kind of get away from the family, and so I went to work for a company called CarMax. Okay, um, where I just wanted to sell as a temporary thing. Selling cars doesn't really suit me. You know, I'm not really interested in it. Um, but then I realized after getting there, I was pretty good. <laughs> I was pretty yeah. good at it. And I was going to say, what? Why? Why doesn't selling cars suit you? Like, what's is there a difference? Or? Uh, at the time, I just didn't want the stereotypical car salesman stigma around yeah. me. So, but I needed to get away from you know what I was doing, kind of get out on my own, totally different, something else. And so, I ended up going there just for a temporary while I found some something better. Yeah. But I ended up really liking it. It's a uh, CarMax, a different type of company. It's a corporation nationwide, you know, publicly traded. Uh, it's not a privately owned like most car dealerships. And so their philosophy and everything was a lot different and uh, suited me pretty well. I did I did pretty well. It wasn't about the negotiation of the numbers, but more about the, you know, the benefits of their products versus other people's. And, and that that's a that's a thing that resonates me, you know, resonates with me. And I ended up going into management there and, um, you know, which is. At, at that type of place where there's no negotiating, no negotiating. Um, sorry, I used the wrong emphasis on the wrong <laughs> syllable there. Yeah. But uh, there's no negotiating on the price, so more on the financing side and the training side, um, you know, is what I did in that role. And it, I, re- I loved it. I was really good at it. 
Yeah. Sounds like it uh, fits in pretty well with what you're doing here at Point of Rental. Yeah. But uh, so how did you find Point of Rental? Because, again, I, I don't think that we usually go recruiting at uh, car lots. Car dealerships, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, yeah, I've known Wayne for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, most people that, that know me know that's how I, you know, made my connection to Point of Rental. Um, we were, I've known Wayne probably, I guess, 21 years now. And so we had a lot of front porch uh conversations you know about sales and you know sales philosophy and approach to sales and things like that and Mm -hmm. um you know and and a few years later you know i think point of rental was at a point where they needed another sales manager Uh, they had greg bennett at the time which was the head of sales at the time and um you know growth was happening and they needed somebody else to come in and um and and take a role like that and so that's how it happened i was going to say is it is it a case where these uh these conversations progressively become more hmm now it feels like these questions are getting awfully specific about <laughs> about how my how my management and sales uh, techniques are sometimes yeah sometimes uh, you know i could see the wheels turning <laughs> in in wayne's head uh, around some of our conversations you know we didn't agree on everything and you know um but do I, you still not agree on everything yeah we still don't <laughs> agree on everything of course um but yeah for the most part i think that's what resonated was you know um our approach when i say our approach at the time you know it was you know i was pretty much really bought into the the carmax approach of of sales which is kind of what i said earlier yeah um and I think that piece kind of resonated. And, and now having been at Point of Rental for a really long time, you know, I, I, I certainly see why, right? Because obviously it's not, you know, it can't be about price. Yeah. It's got to be about, you know, benefits and solutions and, and things like that. And so I think there was some alignment there and uh, a need. And so it just kind of made sense, at least to Wayne, thank goodness. <laughs> at, least, at least the one person who it needed to make sense to, it made sense yeah, to. yeah. Uh, I do remember you came aboard just like a little bit before I did, uh, in 2016, I think. Yeah. Um, and you know, it kind of seemed like you'd been here for a long time when I got here, but I think that's how it works when you're a new person. Right. Right. But, but since, since I've been here, you're one of the folks who's had a title position that's changed a bunch of times in a nonlinear way. Um, is this a thing that like you've asked for throughout the process or is it a case where like the company needs someone in this position and you're like, yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got it. Or how uh, it, how are those working out? I guess kind of both. You know, I was brought on as a sales manager, and then after doing that for you know a few years, shortly after we moved into this office, Greg was still over sales at the time, and I I I was just really seeing a better fit, you know, for me as a, a salesperson and not a sales manager, right? At yeah. the time, and 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 I really had you know a lot of confidence and and what I'd be able to bring to the table as a salesperson. So I told Greg and Wayne, you know, I approached him with it and I said, Hey, what do you think about this? And, you know, I said, I think I can bring a lot of value in the role. Um, and, and maybe some of the areas where I fall short based on what this role looks like today, somebody else would be able to step in and, you know, bring more value into that role. And so it could be a win-win. They were, they were on board with it. And so that was the direction we were going. And so I want to say it was March, 2020, um, mid-March 2020 was going to be whenever I took on 
a, a, a vertical specific role as so, a sales so rep in the event COVID. industry. <laughs> huh? So you caused COVID. I caused COVID, yeah. And so, yeah, so I remember with me and uh, Zeke were at uh, the special event show in Vegas, happened at the same time the Con Expo was. And uh, that was when, you know, yeah. Trump came out, said pandemic, closing the airports, closing the borders, <laughs> everything's shut down. Uh, the show emptied, Vegas <laughs> emptied, the Con Expo emptied. It was just, uh, it was everything died. And I was going to say, were you able to get straight back or did you have to like, yeah, yeah. Them. Luckily, okay. our flight was still on and everything. Cool. And uh, just <laughs> I remember being at the airport, you know, with all of this COVID talk going on and nobody knowing what was going on. And I'm sitting here eating a bag of fired, you know, Cheetos. Yeah. And I remember licking my fingers, you know, with all that red sauce that gets on your fingers. And I thought to myself, I probably shouldn't be doing that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the flaming hot will kill it. Yeah, the fl- yeah, the flaming hot ought to kill the COVID. So. But yeah, uh, no, I was able to get back and obviously the event industry shut down, which is specifically what I was going to do. Yeah. So not, up, not a great time. To- yeah. So it just didn't pan out. I, I was going to, you know, I ended up doing some special projects. Yeah. Um, I mean, remember we did the e-sign thing. So I worked pretty hard yeah. on that uh, with the, the, the free e-sign to the industry type of offering that we did. And, yeah. Uh, that was fun. And, um, and can I, I go, can I, can I take us back yeah. a step though? Like, what's – I know you said it was, like, a better fit for you, but how do you even come up with this idea? I know a lot of people will th- see, like, management as kind of their goal. And yeah. they would want to go – and they would consider, like, switching to a sales role as, like, a step down or, you know, they're not progressing. How did you approach just saying, like, I'm, I'd rather go for fit than, like, whatever else? Yeah, well, I think that's a a, a problem with a lot of uh, the 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 current prescription in society, right? So to speak, is everybody you know follows a certain path or thinks that this certain path is right? And I don't think that makes any sense. You know, do what do what you feel like fits you, and you're going to be able to do well, right? I mean, salespeople are the highest paid you know people in the world, right? Um, and so. If you do good at, you know, if you do a good job at what you do, it fits you, it comes naturally and, you know, and you have some success with it, you know, grow into that, grow in that field, right? And if management makes sense and that's, you know, it's a totally different thing though. You know, it's a leadership type of thing. And so I do a lot of interviews, people, you know, hey, what do you, what are your short-term goals? You know, where do you see yourself in two years? Where do you see yourself in five? And almost everybody says the exact same thing you just said. Hey, you know, I'd like to start in, you know, get my feet wet, ultimately move into a leadership role, go into management and so on. I always stop them. And I say, you know, I, I don't want to push back against what your goals are, but why why do you feel that you would be good in management? You know, um, just because you're a good salesperson doesn't mean you're going you're to be a good sales manager, right? Uh, which is typically what ends up happening is people pick their best salespeople and then put them in leadership roles and it's you know it's a train wreck yeah i believe i saw this in the documentary the office Uh, yeah exactly (laughs) there you go that's a great example actually but yeah i mean it's a mistake in my in my opinion you know i i don't feel like i'm a bad leader if the leadership role and the direction of the 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 company and and things like that are aligned with the things, the way I like to lead and the things I like to lead in, yeah. right? 
at the time, totally different leadership at Point of Rental and the sales side of things didn't necessarily align. Um, it wasn't a bad thing, right? I wasn't yeah. hating the job or anything like that, but that doesn't that didn't necessarily align. And so at the time, it made more sense for me to do the thing that I knew I could excel at and did fit, which was sales. Um, and quite frankly, you know, I, I, I could have made more money, you know, yeah. doing that. And so that that was my thought process at the time. I could be a little happier, you know, a little less outside of my comfort zone, yeah. a little more along the, the, the things that I know suit me and I can grow in that role. So, you know, I'm always looking for growth. Um, just being a manager, that doesn't mean growth, right? And for so. Sure. All right. And then, you know, the, indus- the event industry died for, for a year yeah. and kind of derailed you. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I wasn't doing management type things at that point. Um, I was doing some, like I said, the special project stuff. But then, you know, our inside sales team became depleted um, yep. and they had they didn't have a, a, a leader in that role. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just a lot of details um, in an inside sales role here. There's a lot of tribal knowledge that I had and I think I was like the only logical choice at that point to yeah. to step into that role, and so I did, and um, and I I enjoyed it because I was building something, right? I mean, yep. I think Russell was the only inside sales guy at the time, uh, so he was running around with his hair on fire, you know, trying to trying to get everything done, and there were a lot of gaps that that were identified, and we were able, we were able to you know put a funnel process in place or whatever that closed a lot of those gaps and. I ended up having a blast because it was, you know, yeah. really project oriented. And, you know, as, as we grew the team, you know, we started killing it, you know. And so that was fun. Mm-hmm. I was having a great time. And so it was just a different role than I was in in the, the first management role. Okay. Right? Yeah, I was going to say, because it seems like you're a manager now. So it seems like uh, yeah. you weren't like against being a manager. It was just that situation where it's like, uh, let's. Right. I, it, if it lines up with, you know, what I can do well at and I can add value, then. And, and, and feel good about it, then that makes sense, which is what I'm doing now. I mean, basically, I'm in the same role I was when I got hired, but it's a different philosophy, yeah. you know, and it lines up a lot more with what I enjoy, you know, the building aspect of it, the growth, the learning on my end on, you know, what all of this should look like. And I, I, I see what the end is supposed to look like, and the process of getting to that point, you know, is has been pretty fun. I'm pretty excited about it. So, So would you say that's your favorite part of your current role? At point of rental, is oh, that yeah. building? Yeah, it's the building piece of it, right? Like we're building something. We're building towards something. We know what we want to accomplish. We know the tools that we have to accomplish them. You know, it's all been laid out. We've we've thought, you know, the revenue leadership team, you know, we've thought, you know, countless hours putting together what, what could be, what could be, and how could it be, right? Yeah. And and just, it's it's been, oh, man, this has been a blast. Yeah, I'm really having a good time right now. This is the most fun I've ever had in any job right now. Good. Good. That's kind of, I think, what you want to be doing is just having more and more fun. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. If it, it Again, if it lines up with what yeah. makes sense for you, it's not a job at that point. You know, it's, it's, it's something that you're, you're working on and you're accomplishing and you're building and you're trying to get, you know, get to the goal. And so that's what I feel like is happening right now. I hope everybody else on the leadership <laughs> A revenue leadership team feels that way. I think they do. You know, we've got a ton of you know good um, uh, camaraderie, I guess, on the team and yeah. uh, aligned in thought process and philosophy. And it, I think it shows. You know, so cool. Uh, what what advice do you have for someone considering getting into software sales? Like, if you're 
if you're Wayne in this scenario, <laughs> talking with some other neighbor, um, what advice would you have to someone, you know, trying to get into software sales or a leadership role in general? And yeah, well, I mean, on the leadership piece, I'll, you know, back up to what I said earlier, you know, if that makes sense for you, you know, I would say, why, you know, why do you feel like you'd be a good leader? Do yeah. you, you know, and, and what type of leadership role are we talking about here? What makes sense for you? Um, but as far as getting into software sales, um, man, it's a competitive business, you know, and you've got to be able to differentiate yourself from, from the others. Um, and that's not just the product. Obviously the product has a ton to do with that, but how to, um, you've got to be willing to accept feedback, grow, and and get outside of your comfort zone um, to figure out new ways of doing things in a business that is constantly changing, right? Yeah. You know, our competitors are constantly nipping at our heels. They're looking for the edge. They're looking for better ways to do things. And so, you know, if you come into a software company, any software company, and you say, I have the prescription, I have the way, it, you know, that will I'll, I'll do it and that's yeah. how it is. And I'm not going to be able to change because I don't need to, because I've already got it figured out, man, you're going to be dead wrong. So, yeah. so just understand what you're getting yourself into the type of business this is and uh, be willing to, you know, be moldable, be willing to change and, you know, yeah, grow. Yeah. I've noticed that our, our sales team, they are very good at taking feedback and, and adjusting and like, being on the marketing side of things, I can't imagine like people listening to my phone calls and judging like every single <laughs> aspect of things. I say as I'm recording something that I'll put in video online for everyone to judge, but it's still just like, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, man, I would be so uncomfortable. In these yeah, it, it is. And it can be an uncomfortable thing. Role playing, you know, in sales, the type of activities that you need to do in order to be able to grow are Get out of your own way, get out of your own head, take the feedback, understand, you know, it's constructive, it's designed to help you be more effective, make more money, you know, things like that. It's still hard. It is hard. You know, people, you know, people's natural instinct is to be defensive and things like that. But yeah, you got to be moldable. You know, our team has gone through so many changes, you know, um, from when I came on. I mean, the landscape doesn't look anything like it did. And, you know, we've got some veteran sales reps, you know, like uh, John Hoffer, Mark Jordan, been here for a really long time. And, you know, the the process and the, the plan and the tools and, and the software itself, I mean, nothing looks like it did when they came on board. And so yeah. so it's it's it's, it's been a, a lot of change, and these guys have rolled with the punches. And, um, you know, I think that, that they've learned a lot about, you know, other ways of doing things and what's possible and, and, you know, grown themselves. I, at least I feel like that. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, let's take a break and head into uh, whatever the next section is. Sounds good. All right. <clears throat> well, before we get into your non-professional life, I want to play a game with you. We'll call it Andy or and don't. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> If you agree with the statement or say it's true, say Andy. If you disagree with it or if it's false, say and don't. And Andy and don't. All right. Yeah. I, I'll need a reason after these, of course. So okay. The first one is uh, you've hidden snacks so that no one else will find them and you can eat them later. Oh, Andy or and don't. Andy. <laughs> yeah, definitely been uh, doing that my whole life. <laughs> what, what's what's the big snack that you're you're most likely to hide? <laughs> well, I just remember the first thing I thought of when you asked that question was when I was a kid, I used to sneak into the uh, 
the, the pantry in the kitchen and I would grab like a huge stack of Oreo cookies, you know, like my mom wouldn't notice that they were gone like a half <laughs> yeah. a sleeve, you know, and I would go sit in the, uh, living room and watch cartoons and I would stick the cookies under the couch behind me and, you know, look around and, and eat them, you know? So the fact that I thought she had no idea was, you know, what was funny, but yeah, I don't know why I remember doing that. <laughs> that's, that's a good memory. All right. Andy or Ann don't, if you could find out how you were going to die, you would want to know again, I'm, I'm not actually threatening this. <laughs> it's it's a hypothetical. Well, that's good. If you if it was a threat, it's Andy. But otherwise, it's definitely an and don't. <laughs> okay. Uh, is there a reason that you don't want to know this? Yeah, I don't want to be thinking about that. I, you know, just live every second that I can until that day comes, and however it happens, that's how it happens. You know. All right. Well, hopefully, it's not going to happen like on a on a bull because you're not going back. That's done. Radio. That's done. Don't have to worry about that. Hopefully, it happens in the bonus years. What I call the bonus years. <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, Andy or Ann don't. You've told an outrageous lie to a child. <laughs> yeah, Andy, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, what's, I mean, just think about some of the things that we all tell our kids, you know, Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy and. <laughs> Gosh, spoiler alert for any kids out there listening. Yeah, this. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, just, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, probably yeah. tons of times, you know. Or like sometimes you'll have to be like, this thing's illegal, but really it's just. Whatever you're doing is annoying and just stop yeah. it. Or if you, you know, if you touch that, you'll die, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know if I've ever told my kids that. I was going to say, no, I want to know what. <laughs> We're legal. Yeah. All right. Andy or Ann don't. You prefer working from home to working at the office. Oh, Andy. I love, I, yeah. I get so much more done working from home. My relationships yeah. are still just as strong, but I, you know, I'm able to focus a lot more on the task at hand without all the distractions of the people walking around. Not that, you know, people walking around saying hello is bad, you know, but it always, you know, oftentimes I'm a pretty social person, so it develops into conversations. And, you know, if I've been in the office this morning, you know, and I stopped by and saw some guys I hadn't seen in a while and turned into a 30 minute (laughs) conversation. And I'm like, well, (laughs) that's point of rental time gone. (laughs) So yeah, I, no, I, it's, 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 it's a great environment to work from home. You know, I, I really enjoy that, but you know, you got to come in sometimes, see people, yeah. you know, and, and uh, have, you know, meetings and, and grow relationships and all that's important too. But no, I, I definitely prefer working from home. <laughs> and I mean, come on, the, the drive here is like the longest you've gone from. <laughs> yeah. It's as far as I've ever been away from my house. Yeah, no, it's uh yeah. But I mean, think about that. It's an hour in the car a day. Yeah, that now I'm working <laughs> during that hour. And, and oftentimes because there's no break that, you know, that five o'clock end of day break where you pack your stuff up and you go to the house that now I usually just burn through that at work and I'll look up, it'll be seven thirty, eight o'clock, you know, and I'm still working, you know, so I definitely think point of rental is winning in this scenario. <laughs> I was going to say, don't, don't burn yourself out, Andy. I, <coughs> I've heard warnings about this. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. Point of rental is definitely winning in this scenario, at least, at, at least as far as I'm concerned or I'm related. You know, yeah. I, I think that maybe some people it doesn't work that way and too many distractions at home. But, you know, for me, definitely more, you know, uh, more productive time, you know, when I'm at the house. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, Andy or and don't. You've lied about having seen a movie. Just, <laughs> just to like fit into a conversation usually, but. Um, no, I guess and don't. I don't know. 
it doesn't, I don't know why you would lie about seeing a movie. So I don't know that I ever uh, yeah, have. A surprising amount of people have, have lied about this. And it's like, I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't think I've ever lied about seeing a movie. Okay. Well, thank you for answering. I don't. Uh, thank you for playing Andy or and don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next, next we'll get into your interesting character slash non-work related questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wish I was somewhere warm. <laughs> wow. Where am I? You're at Point of Rentals International Conference in Fort Worth, Texas. This place is amazing. You too can enjoy Point of Rentals International Conference this October. Register today at conference.pointofrental.com to reserve your space for extended software education, one-on-one learning, industry networking, great food, and fun. That's conference.pointofrental.com. See you there. So I know from from past conversations or overhearing conversations, because that used to be what I did at the office, just overhear conversations and not participate in any of them. Gotcha. Um, that you and Wayne have done some some do-it-yourself projects in your in your history. <laughs> what's what's the furthest you've gone in a home renovation project as far as doing it yourself slash with friends? Man, I've done it. I feel like I've done everything. You know, if you put it all together, I don't know if I've done it at the same time on one project, but I feel like I've done so much. Um, so plumbing and electrical too. Yeah, I've done plumbing. I've done electrical. I do remember a time I had to call Wayne, come <laughs> over and help me with the electrical piece. You know, and that's uh, the part I, I'm like, mm, I, yeah, it makes me a little nervous. I can do the very, very <laughs> the, basic the risk, stuff. You know? Risk is pretty high on this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can do the basic stuff. You know, um, but you know, outside of electrical, you know, I I feel like I can. I mean, I've always thought if I wanted to, I could build a house. You know, but. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, darn. That was that was going to be my scheme is to get you to uh, build build some house stuff for me. Yeah, no, it's 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 good to know that stuff and be able to build and do that type of stuff. But you know, if I can have somebody else do it, it's even better. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to ask if there are any projects in particular you're always going to leave to a professional. Uh yeah. I mean, I just soon leave all of them to professionals. You know, to be honest with you, if I'm not working here, you know, I'd prefer to spend my time you know, with family, friends, or on my bike, you know, that's what I want to do. So yeah, right now I, I probably waste money having, yeah, right, right now you've hit a point in life where it's like, yeah, I, I make the money so I can pay people to, well, to do this yeah, stuff I mean, instead I, of, I, I feel like it's a waste, you know, I can definitely get out and mow the yard and, you know, this, this year I, uh, my wife has always wanted to have somebody clean the house. And so that was a gift I got for her this year. And so now, you know, we just waste all our money and, and that we have all this time on our hand. You know what time does you spend money when you have free time. And so, yeah, yeah. it's just a, a, the whole, the whole thing, you know, gives me spending fatigue, but, but yeah, I don't know that I would go back. Yeah, I don't know that I would go back. I really think it's nice to be, you know, sipping on a glass of lemonade while the yard guys are out there doing your yards, but it's, it's, I like that. So no, I don't want to do anything. Okay. <laughs> what, what project that you've done in the past are you most proud of? Ooh. I mean, I, from overhearing the conversations, I know people like to talk about their, their projects and the stuff they've done in the past. So I'm sure you've, I'm sure you've uh, well, cool. I mean, when I was in construction, you know, we built a lot of stuff that I was pretty proud of. You know, we specialized at one point in time in building some pretty elaborate, you know, decks, mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, uh, you know, overlooks and decks around swimming pools and just all that type of stuff. And recently I built a, uh, a balcony at my house. We had to tear the old one down. And so I built it up 
and it was a lot of work and I forgot how much I forgot. Um, but you know, when I look at it, I think, man, this stinks. It's terrible. Um, but actually it's pretty cool. You know, it's a, it's like a 20 foot by 18 foot balcony with bedroom access on the back of the house. And I'm pretty proud of it. It's, it's pretty cool looking. So yeah, I'm proud of that, but I don't know. I, I, if I had to had, if I had to do it all over again, I can tell you right now, I would have hired somebody cause it took me a long time and it was a, a lot of work. So yeah. You're proud of it, but also like you don't like it for whatever reason. <laughs> well, you know, you look at your own stuff. Yeah, you you're your own it's, worst it, critic. It, it's how we feel in marketing over there. It's like we produce it, and we're like, yeah, and then like we look back at it, like, oh, this is so gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I look back on stuff all the time, and I'm like, oh man, look at that gap. Look at that. That's ridiculous. No professional would ever be satisfied with that. And a lot of people are like, what are you talking about? You know? <laughs> but yeah, you know how it goes. Okay. Um, the other thing I know is actually like a couple of food related things. First of all, you slimmed down a lot since you were, are, are you pre-diabetic or are you actually diabetic or what actually happened with that? Yeah, I don't know. I got in a really bad mood a few years ago and I started giving, you know, attitude to everybody and, and, uh, I was losing weight, even though I was eating more and more, it seemed like, um, yeah. and I didn't know what was going on. And so I went to the doctor and after several trips, um, finally figured out that I had diabetes. And, and so, you know, I remember specifically telling Wayne and Greg about it and they were both very relieved that it wasn't their fault because <laughs> I thought it was, I was like, ah, you guys are driving me crazy, you know? And so, uh, they were pretty relieved at that, but yeah, um, I was able to get everything back on track, you know, I ended up losing about 50 pounds, uh, overall, um, back then, then I gained about 10 back once everything kind of regulated, got the medication right and all that kind of stuff. So now I'm kind of trying to get off the medication. Okay. You know, I don't like drugs and uh, I don't want to take, I don't want to have any maintenance drugs always going into my body. And so I'm trying to lose a little weight now. Um, and so I think now I'm about 80 pounds overall down, nice. you know, from when I was my biggest, you know, and, um, all my numbers are good. So we'll see. If I can get off the uh, the meds, I will. But that's the goal right now. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I noticed you'd, uh, you'd slim down. I was like, I was thinking because uh, you know my wife likes making desserts and, and I like eating desserts. And I'm I'm a little concerned that it's like, hmm, am I am I going to have this in my future? But then I was also kind of looking at it for a little while and seeing you and being like, could use the weight loss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I the main thing I did was I just cut out sugar, you know, because that's the Basically, it's poison. I was going to say, that's the toughest part, though. It's just poison, yeah. And so once you change your mindset and you look at it as in that is actual poison, you know, it, and for me, it definitely is, you know. And so mm -hmm. I cut that out. I didn't do anything else. I just cut that out and dropped 50 pounds, you know. It was, Dang. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll have to see if I can get off get off of sugar. Yeah, it's you know, it's an addiction. You get – it's just <laughs> like anything else. Once you stop, you know, after a certain amount of time goes by, if, you know, if you do it again, you feel like crap, you know, yeah. so <laughs> that makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Is, is there anything that you miss eating a lot that you're like, dang, I wish I could still go for that one. Oh man. Hot tamales. Hot tamales. Man, I could eat a five pound bag of hot tamales <laughs> in one sitting. I just love the things, you know, but yeah, I, that's the only thing that I miss to be quite honest with <laughs> I was you. I going to say, you're, you're clearly a fire guy with your, your fire chips and your, your oh yeah, I like everything and, hot and spicy. All right. Well, that, that kind of, oh, is there anything that you thought you'd miss, but it turns out like you're totally fine with I get. I mean, other than sugar and the hot tamales, I, I pretty much eat whatever I want still. Awesome. Yeah. So no, right. not really. Just eat a lot less. <laughs> that That's good. It saves on the, on the grocery bill as well. So yeah, it definitely like, does. 
so that that kind of reminded me. The the second thing I remember is that you famously love queso, and you would often bring in a good solid queso. And now that we you know don't have the the potlucks that we had and and all that kind of stuff, uh, not so much queso experience in, in the office. Let's let's talk about what makes a good queso. What what goes into a good queso? You got to start with cheese. Yes, that's. And I, then from there, don't discriminate. <laughs> They're all good. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Just make it hot and spicy. I all right. Any queso. Just let's try it. You know, if it's bad, man, you really, <laughs> you really took a left turn somewhere because I don't know how you can make queso bad. <laughs> I don't know how you messed up cheese. Yeah, I like, guess it's, it's cheese. You know. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, I thought I thought of a third thing. How do you really feel now? Now that we've had a whole off season uh, about our co championship from the oh. <laughs> fantasy football league, man. You know, you got away with it on that one. I, <laughs> I, you, you got so lucky. I, I just felt so like, man, I got, I've got this in the I got bag. I knew where it, I knew where it, it was, was a going. horrible decision to include in the finals the final week of the season because. Never include the final week because all yeah. the good teams. Yeah, I guys. agree with that. I agree with but that. I appreciate it. My daughter and I appreciate being able to to play a little Nintendo Switch and and play silly little Mario games. So I hope that makes you it feel slightly better for you. Yeah, no. not really, man. I just you know, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, it was fun. It was fun. That's the best season I've ever had, and it got cut short. Take come, Hamlet. Take come, guy dying on the field. Yeah, well, yeah. So, yeah, that was bad. Let's not go there. Yeah, that <laughs> was good to say. Uh, what's something that if I knew more about you, I definitely would have asked about because the people need to know it about you? I don't know. Like, I just discovered this rodeo thing. Is yeah, I feel more? like we covered is, it. Is there know? another cool, like, weird thing that you did in the past? Like, maybe you secretly were a fighter pilot or something? <laughs> no, man, that'd be awesome. I always <laughs> started with that. Um no, I, I I don't know. I'm an open book, you know. I feel like everybody knows I, you know, most people know I did the rodeo that that know me anyway. And, uh, you know, I like riding my bike. Yeah. Yeah. What so, kind of bike? Harley. Okay. Yeah. You just taking cruises or? Man, I like to go on long trips, yeah. I like to ride it around, you know. I, I don't like to put any less than 300 miles on it at a time, you know, whenever I get on it. So I like Solid. to go and get out of the city, get out in the country, Hit the open roads, and that's what I like to do. That's my that's my that's my number one hobby now. But yeah, all right, that that sounds like a good one. You know, be be safe on the motorcycle. I yeah, think those are those yeah. Are loud. I had a uh, my grandma's neighbor uh, got hit by a, by a car with motorcycle. What did not go well for him on the motorcycle. So yeah, yeah, I yeah, know. There's a lot of stories. You know, there's it's always out there. But if you don't you're scared of everything, you never do anything. You know. It's fair. What's what's something that people misunderstand about you, despite your being an open book? Uh, well, you know, if we're in a social setting, I think a lot of people walk away from, you know, with a, that guy's a dumb redneck, <laughs> <laughs> you know, thought process about me. And, you know, there's some truth to that for <laughs> sure. But, but I like to think I'm a little more complex than that. I think the people that know me know I, that. I like to think I'm a smart redneck. Yeah, not a dumb one. You know, people that know me know there's definitely a little more to the story, but I don't think that they would necessarily tell you you're wrong either, you know? So I don't know. Um, I'm from Texas. What can I say? (laughs) Okay. 
but I don't think that's something that people are going to misunderstand about. <laughs> They're going to understand you're from Texas. Yeah, yeah. I I don't get a lot of questions, you know, when they say, "Are you from Texas?" Yeah, they usually lead with that, and they're like, "You're yeah. from Texas, right?" <laughs> so, yeah, maybe it's not a misunderstanding. So I don't know. Okay, um, I've asked you a lot of questions. Do you have any questions for me? Oh, um, you get one. I get one question. Yeah, I uh, ask you lots of questions. You get one. So, so when are you going to do the? When are you going to sit in this seat? I have sat in that seat. Oh, you have? Yeah. It was it was back when Jules was hosting it, and I was the last guest so that I could be introduced as, like, the, the future one because she was leaving. So oh, it was okay. Very sad times. Well, where do I find that? Uh, you know, uh, podcast.pointinfrontal.com. We have all of the old uh, front porch Oh, episodes. okay. We nice. weren't recording video back then, though, so that's that may be why you missed it. I do, I did, I do remember seeing some of those, uh, but, yeah. No, I don't know. I hadn't, I hadn't thought of any questions for you, you know. <laughs> That's good. I just want to – I just give that – I just have it there to to have it there. Hopefully people don't always ask the same question because that would be inconvenient. All right. Now let's get into the five important questions. Okay. Five important questions. Five important, five important questions. questions. Five important questions. All right. Our first question is – what would you say is your greatest success in life? Oh man, my family, my kids, my my you know my two daughters, you know by far, it's not even a question. <laughs> yeah, see that's why I was gonna have this thing where it's like besides family. Yeah, well you didn't say that. So I know you can't rephrase. I'll, now. I'll, I'll let late. you give the answer that's going to get you the the points with the family anyway. Yeah, well I mean and it's the just the truth. Answer. It's just the truth, you know. I mean what else matters? So so yeah, I don't know. That's. That's the thing I'm most proud of, obviously. You know, I think a lot of people would probably say the same thing as they should. If they say something else, then I don't know what's wrong with them. <laughs> maybe maybe they assume that I'm thinking besides your family, but yeah. Okay, question number two. What is your greatest fear? I mean, you didn't give me the disclaimer again, so I'm going to say family-related. You know, it's – I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss – something important, you know, I don't want to miss, you know, the, having the relationship with my kids, you know, I had kids when I was young on purpose, yeah. wasn't that young, you know, um, but I want to say I was 23 or 24, my, my oldest was born, you know, and that was on purpose. And so that they would be adults at the same time as me, you know, and yeah. without me being an old man, and we would still have a lot of time to be adults together and, you know, have that type of relationship. So if something were to jeopardize that, that's, that scares me, yeah, you know? Sure. Um, so that's, that's the, that's my biggest fear is when that, when that day finally comes, you know, that they wouldn't look back positively about our relationship and, and, you know, what I've been able to give them and, you know, things like that. So it's probably too deep of an answer, but that's. No, that's, that's why I like, I like asking the question because it's open-ended. Some people take it seriously and some people don't. And I like the serious answers. So, yeah. If you could tell first day at work, Andy, one piece of advice, what would you tell him? First day at work? Yeah. First day at Point of Rental, Andy. Sorry. Um, you know, get ready to uh, <laughs> get ready to be a sponge. You know, there's just so many moving parts, you know, with this type of uh, – with point of rental specifically, but I think anywhere in this business, you know, there's just so many technical things and so many 
processes and so many necessary um, things to know that it just, you know, understand it's going to take you a while, you know, and, yeah. um, and, but start paying attention and really learning, you know, if you're coming here to just clock in and clock out, it's not going to be a very enjoyable job for you. You know, I don't think that's really any job. It's going to be real great if you're just coming into. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I mean, let me tell you, it's especially true here. I think. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, what is your most embarrassing moment as a pointer? Gosh, man, I've said so. I was going to say you don't seem like an easily embarrassed guy, but yeah, it's it's not that. I mean, thank goodness. I was going to say, I'm, I'm sure you've done stuff to be embarrassed. Oh, yeah, man. I probably have so many embarrassing moments, you know, here, but. I just need one of them. One comes to mind. Uh, it wasn't too long after I started, and uh, I was talking to the sales guys in the old annex, I guess, over in the other building. And I, I had a cup of, like, mixed nuts or something like that. You know, you get to the bottom of the cup, and it's just like that yeah, ground-up salt. It's just yeah. straight salt. Yeah, well, I just thought it was, like, ground-up peanuts or something like that and so i downed it you know and i thought oh no this is a problem and instantly i was like man everyone is going to see my lunch this is not good <laughs> so i ran to my office at the time it was just a big pane of glass shut the door so nobody could come in but they saw me leaning over the trash can and every one of the reps had their phones out recording and i was just like oh please don't let me give a show here you know, and I managed to make it through it, but that was a pretty embarrassing moment, I guess. Uh, uh, now, now I see why you like working from home. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have to worry about those embarrassing <laughs> moments. Just go off camera. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm I'm sorry you've been sentenced to death as now, you know, vomiting in your office with everyone watching is a, a weird capital offense. Uh, what is your last meal and why? Okay, I just tried, you threw me <laughs> off with the question. So yeah, I'm sorry I, you've been sentenced to death. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yep. All right, so my last meal, oh, man, the four major food groups. <laughs> Just all of the food? The four major food groups. I mean, pizza, wings, okay. queso, beer, done. That, that does sound like a good one. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. All right, I think we, I think we can agree on that one. All these other people have these, like, fancy nah, fancy forget that. It's like, I'm going Just out. Just because it costs a lot, the way I live. it tastes better. You know, tell me what tastes better than a pepperoni with extra jalapenos. <laughs> Uh, if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Change one thing about myself. Yeah, it, and it's like a magic situation where it's like the change ha happens instantly. I think I would care less about what other people think. Now, I can honestly <laughs> say the older I get, the less I care for sure. Yeah. And I think that's just part of growing up, yeah. you know, but that's been, you know, just that's been a, a thing in my life, you know, that I wish I could have taken away. And so, yeah, if I could just snap a finger, wiggle a nose, something like that, and then just, just stop caring, change something about it, just care less, right? Understand, care about the right things and yeah. not just everything, you know, it's been a Achilles heel, just paying too much attention to what other people think, you know, it's such a, it's such a waste of time. True. Well, I'm glad that uh, you, you've started caring less enough that you're you're willing to come on this and not worry about yeah it, yeah, uh, yeah. hope everybody likes what they hear <laughs> that's their problem if they don't i guess <laughs> yeah uh, if you could change one thing at point of rental what would it be oh you would ask me that 
what would I change at point of rental? Yeah, again, assume that you're like in charge of everything and you can magically change whatever. Oh no. <laughs> um you know, I don't know. I don't know what I would change. I mean, obviously as you as you identify issues and things like that, you know, you wish you could kind of skip to the end and be able to solve the problems, but I can honestly say that you know, of the problems that we do have, you know, I feel like the team is committed to solving those problems. And some of the problems are hard to solve, some of them not so much, you know, but um, I, I don't know what I would change about that, right? Um, other than being able to skip to the end when the problems are solved. But, you know, that takes away the process of learning how to solve problems and things yeah. like that. So I just don't know what I would change. the growth thing that you were talking about. Exactly. Earlier. Yeah. It's like, I, okay, well, you know, if I, I see the light at the end of the tunnel or where we're trying to get, and I know the goal, let's just skip to that. That'd be great. But you know, the journey, the process, all that type of stuff. If you lose that, then you don't learn, grow, figure out what to do, what not to do next time. And yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know. That's probably the best part of the job right now is that stuff. So that's the most rewarding stuff, overcoming the obstacles, figuring out how to do it better and yeah, so I, I I really don't know. I I I see a lot of great things at Point of Rental right now. You know, um, I don't know what I would change. All right. Well, you sound like a coach there with the whole with all the the growth speak. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> it's about process. It is about the process. You yeah. know, I really that I, I love that part. All right. What is your secret spice? My secret. Sp- Sorry, your spirit spice. I'm, My I'm spirit spice. Oh man, I don't know what's the difference. I, Cayenne pepper. Okay. Why why cayenne pepper? Is it just, you know, you're you're very a very spicy person? Yeah, I think I probably am. <laughs> I was gonna say right. Some people like the hot and spicy, <laughs> some people not so much. And so yeah, I think that's how I, I strike people, you know, you either love me or you hate me, you know. So All right. Well, I like you, so oh, cool. That, Thanks. That's good. Like you too, Brian. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, tell me a secret about point of rental. That's that's where I got confused with the uh, a secret about point of rental. Yeah. It can be you know something that's not commonly known. It doesn't have to be an absolute secret or anything like that. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't <laughs> what I don't know a secret about point of rental. You gotta have to ask the the really old dogs that <laughs> stuff. You know, I ask everyone. But once upon a time in the old building, Albert told me about the secret fourth room bathroom that I or the fourth floor bathroom. Oh yeah, that, that was I did. That I didn't know about, and that made the whole question worthwhile. That was a, yeah, that was a very well kept secret. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a good one. Yeah, but that's gone now. <laughs> I was going to say it's no one's answer since then has lived up to that one. But that's a that was a good one. Yeah, I don't I don't know of anything else. <laughs> All right, uh, what's something whether relating to our software that you could teach a three to five minute class about? Related to the software, related or not, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, I love sales. I like the techniques behind sales, the psychology of sales, the, you know, methodology, all that type of stuff. So, you know, pick a, pick a topic, you know, when it comes to salesmanship and, and, and overcoming objections and getting across hurdles and sales, you know, I, I would love to three to five minutes. I don't know what you could teach anybody, (laughs) anything, maybe how to tie your shoes, but you know, I really like the sales piece. So I'd be happy to teach people. All right. You know, pick a topic. 
right, I'm, I'm gathering these in, in, a, in a spreadsheet so that I can ask for this content in the future. So yeah, that's fine. I got you. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Andy, for chatting today. And yeah. To, and to anyone who made it to this point with us, uh, thanks for listening out there. We'll leave the porch library. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks.